Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. Thanks for tuning into The Pinball Show. Did you miss us? We sure missed you. This week, Dennis and I discuss the ever-changing market landscape in pinball. We also talk about the new year, new goals, we disagree with Roger Sharp, new additions to the pin-dangered species list, fucking puzzles? Ah, fucking puzzles. Richie suggests fixes to LZ, JJP production updates, a new podcast alert, Tom Copra chats with Morrison, Cactus Canyon prototype mechs and toys, Slash show some love to the Pinball Industry Awards. Loser kids are in the news. Isn't Jack Hager an action star? Dennis and Zach argue between J-Pop and Ausler. Pinball market trends. Questionable local conventions. Deals of the WTF. SDTM rebranding. Flipping out pinball announcement. TPN last week. TPN this week. All of this and more right now on the Pinball Show. Yep. Let's go. Everybody, yeah. Pinball is a game of skill. Rock your body. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. Everybody, yeah. It's time for the Pinball Show. Body. It's pinball with personality. Hello and salutations to all you listeners out there. I'm Zach Mini alongside Dennis Creasel for the Pinball Show podcast, episode 50. Dennis, we're on episode 50. We're back. I've been sitting on a beach earning 20%. <gasps> really? No. Do you like the sand no. between your toes? No, I hate sand. And I don't, I don't have diamond hands, yo. So, <laughs> Why am I not surprised that you hate sunny beaches and sand? It's not the sun that I dislike on the beach. It's the, it's the sand. It's, it's gritty and it gets everywhere. Gets in your cracks and crevies? It's, it's coarse. When's, when's the last time things. you've been to the beach? Uh, I don't remember. I suppose something like 30 years ago. Holy shit. Is your idea of a vacation include beaches? Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. What is your idea of a good vacay? I actually prefer the cold. So oh. snow would be a better vacation. <laughs> You're joking. No. I think people just say that just so they can be contrarian. No, I went, uh, I went once uh, for three weeks to Alaska for snowmobiling. No, it's fun. This afternoon, that's why we're doing this a day early, but she's got me going up to some, I don't know if it's like the Grinch's mountaintop, somewhere where there's snow that I'm supposed to uh, inner tube and sled with the kids all all day. So that's... I don't don't know about that, but but (sighs) I want to point out that you're taking this month off and how things deteriorate and we couldn't even have the record time back. I know. know. That that day was given up probably forever. Oh, we are back though, and better than ever. Maybe worse than ever. I'm not sure, but we have a lot of celebrations. I forgot totally last time, Dennis, that we had hit our TPN. That is one year anniversary. Yeah. One whole year. Wow, boy, time's flown, hasn't it? It was a long year. I don't agree. <laughs> Shit, it was a long year, wasn't it? Oh, well, and I think it. Uh, it's nice that we're starting off. A season two-ish feel here with episode 50. 
TPN one year. I did. I talked about that. I appeared on the final round pinball podcast with, uh, with Martin Robbins and Jeff Teolis over there at uh, TPN. And we talked about that and he, he said that and I was like, Oh shit, I guess it has been a whole year. It feels like five. Yeah. Well, they had it pretty easy. Well, I, when you have me on, I do all the heavy lifting. So they just sat back and the listens start rolling in. I think that's how it works. We'll have to ask loser kid. <laughs> I'm feisty today, Dennis. Hold on. I tight. can tell that. So we got a new year and I thought with new year comes new goals. Do you have any goals? We no, have? we don't. I don't do resolutions. We had a whole conversation about this. I know this. we did, but I'm talking about TPN. We have some good good goals and ideas this year, though. Yeah, uh, hopefully we then probably some new content creators we can mm-hmm. see that one if they want to be onboarded to to bring in and some help. will push off the plank. Maybe. <laughs> no, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, speaking of new, I got a new computer. Finally, is it is it a PC? See, I want to go into song. Finally. Uh, I know it was. It wasn't real. No, it's not a PC. You can't even hit that. It's a. It's a Mac. Of course, Um, it is a Mac. And special shout out to my friend that uh, works at Apple and was able to hook a hook a pal up. So thank you. Now it's a same same model of Mac and everything. It's just juiced up. It's ready for three D rendering, baby. Now all you have to do is know how to do all that stuff. Yeah, I can't even fill out figure out Illustrator right now. So. So we've got new year, new goals. I've got a new computer. Did you get a new haircut or anything? No. Do we have new correspondence? We do. We don't even. Well, we still got an opening. We have a deep root opening, people. That's right. Chris Anybody? has to be replaced. Yeah, he was anyway. my favorite. Uh, well, that's what happens when somebody becomes your favorite. <laughs> they fall it into drives the them away. <laughs> so if anybody's wanting to audition for the deep root correspondent uh, segment, Email us at the G- email us at the pinball network. At the at email us at the Gmail. Email us at the Gmail. Y'all, y'all get your emails in on the Gmail. Give us several impressions <laughs> of how you would cover deep root, preferably with something southern like how I'm talking. Well, I reckon we kick it over to the correspondence right now. Giddy up! It's time for TPN Industry News. Hello and welcome back to the Pinball Show Stern News Update. I'm Craig Bobby. And speaking of welcome back, Zach and Dennis, welcome back. We missed you and please don't ever leave us again. Like ever. Now fortunately we have some juicy Stern news on your first day back. After much social media teasing with partially finished puzzles, the world's largest pinball manufacturer proudly revealed their latest pinball creation, introducing puzzles by Stern? Yes, you heard correctly, two actual 1,000-piece puzzles were officially revealed on the Stern online store into puzzling pinball-based themes, one in a pinball wizard theme by your favorite Stern artist in mind, Zombie Yeti, and another samurai-themed puzzle by urban Aztec artist Jesse Hernandez. Bring on the jazz music and Prozac? Good news! With this latest swag reveal, Stern puzzles have jumped to 99 in the top 100 best pinball-themed swag list on Pinside, just ahead of Dog Whistles and just behind Lip Balm. And much to Den Den's afternoon delight, we don't even have any code updates to report on. Fellas, 
We truly are in the depths of a pinball news apocalypse. When will it end? Well, that's all for this week. For the Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. Hi, this is Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. And it is great to be back from our February hiatus. And while we were gone, Jersey Jack Pinball has gotten a bit of a glow up. JJP machines are trending up everywhere. And let's take a look at the Pinside Top 100 to tell us where they stand. There are not one, not two, but three Jersey Jack machines sitting in the top five spots right now and not in the order you'd expect. Sitting in the number five spot right now is Jersey Jack's Pirates of the Caribbean. There are a bunch of these for sale right now and prices seem to be a bit off the rails at $18,000, And several of these marked as pending. Some people really, really want this game. Sitting in the number three spot, Jersey Jack's Guns N' Roses. A number of collector's edition games are selling right now with prices ranging from $18,000 to $20,000. And in the number one spot sits unexpectedly, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Lately, it seems like everything Jersey Jack touches turns to gold, much like a golden ticket in a Wonka bar. How much longer can this last? Well, with a $1,000 price increase at the beginning of the month and sky-high secondary market prices, we'll have to see if the ceiling has been reached or if it'll just get blasted through again. For The Pinball Show, this has been Ken Rudberg. Hey, this is Kaz with an American Pinball Update. The Loser Kid Pinball Podcast on their latest show, episode 54. They had David Fix and Jack Hager as guest. Jack is the new art director at American Pinball. It was a fun episode that talked about his years working on pinball, video games, slot, and redemption games. And also check out the Superfly Autos Coffee Talk Live. They had Josh Kugler and Michael Grant on to talk all things Hot Wheels Pinball. Check out the American Pinball Facebook page for more info and links on that. Hope everybody has a great week, has fun playing pinball. For the Pinball Show, this is Brian Cosner. It's always great, you know, Zach, to hear from the few correspondents we still have. Well, they're going to be bringing some really fun and new innovative stuff as well for the pinball show this year, 2021. So, giddy up indeed. Now, I thought it would be fun, Dennis and listener, as we're kicking off second year, episode 50 here at the pinball show, to cover something that is not uh, not specific to a manufacturer per se, or, or news in that matter. It's something I've noticed from a qualitative standpoint over the last year is that the market in pinball, the landscape is really changing. It is undergoing a, a big change in my opinion from maybe I'm just looking at it through my eyes and I'm wrong, but it feels like a lot of things are changing both as a competition player, as a, as a hobbyist, as a collector, even as a dealer or a manufacturer, everything is changing. I think that this is more, global with regard to our country in general. There's a lot of industries that are ever-changing, especially right now. We've got political changes. We have public health changes. A lot of things are going on. But I thought it'd be fun to kind of focus in on this and and um, maybe some strong takes or some some good analysis on how the market landscape is changing and pinball. This is, sounds like a really extended pinball market trend. No, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. For example... 
pricing. We've seen a lot of price fluctuation and changing over last year. Would you agree or disagree? If by fluctuation you mean going up and only up, sure. Uh, that's a fluctuation, yeah. So we've got uh, official pricing increases from the manufacturers. We had uh, a price hike from Jersey Jack Pinball uh, mid-run on Guns N' Roses. And I would say that was a a very significant increase, too. That wasn't... It was over 10%. Yes, exactly. So very, very significant there. We had uh, a couple of titles seeing price increases here as of late at $500 for Stern Pinball in Batman 66 in Elvira Premium. Uh, not, to, not to mention a $100 price increase at the beginning of the year for all titles. And uh, prior to that, we had Avengers at 100 blah, 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 blah. So we've seen price increases officially and unofficially. Uh, I guess it would be unofficial. Uh, on the secondary market, we're seeing a lot of price increases on the secondary market, not just for pinball machines but for spanning almost all pinball machines and, and almost all accessories. And people are caring now, Dennis, about things that a year ago, five years ago, people didn't really care too much about. Or maybe there was some fans of toppers or, uh, or, or side armor or accessories, UV light kits. Maybe they did care about them and they bought them, but never to the degree that, holy shit, FOMO, they're running out. We've got to get them and the prices keep increasing. So I really see a lot of changes in the marketplace. I was thinking about this the other night since I don't have a podcast to do anymore. I had a, a whole month to think. But even when it goes to purchasing, man, you, you haven't been in the market lately, Dennis, for a new pinball machine. But a lot of these listeners can attest to the fact that even buying a pinball machine now is different. Because of this global pandemic, Gone are the days that Stern Pinball or Jersey Jack Pinball will inventory a lot of games. When they're running a game for, let's say, a week, typically they would run it for a week or two and they would just mass produce the hell out of it. They would have an abundance of them at the factory and then they would give you inventory updates throughout the month. This was circa 2019. That has changed. Now dealers are ordering, we're ordering sometimes six to eight months in advance. Because all the, the prior months are going to be sold out. Like March pins are sold out. April pins sold out. Uh, May, June. We're in July that I'm looking at. July, August. Sometimes even later than that on what I'm ordering. I'm just giving a guess as a dealer. So that's changing as well. And when that changes to that degree, then we know what our allotment is on a, on a Deadpool Pro that's running in, you know, uh, let's say April or March. I think it's running in March. So for example, Dennis, I've got Elvira. I know that it. I've got you know twenty on order. Let's say that. Well, I've got five coming in the first uh, first run in in April. Okay. Well, I've got another ten coming uh, in in July. Well, then I know I have another five coming after that. So a lot of customers and, and you buyers at home, listeners out there, don't wreck your car. But these individuals are, are contacting us and saying, "Hey, uh, I'm interested in an Elvira," and we simply say, "Well, our next two runs are full." How about that third run in the fall, winter? That's what potential listeners right now are dealing with, Dennis, when they go to buy one of these, maybe these hot titles. Do you find that similar to other industries? Is this something that's new to you? Um, what are your thoughts? It's, I, th I do think you're, you're seeing it in other industries. Okay. I, it's, it is odd, but I think this is, a, this is probably driven, in my view, by and I don't think this is particularly shocking to any listener, but it's just simply, I mean, it's a supply and demand. So mm -hmm. we, and 
we've got two things going on. You have a lot of people that have been staying at home more and are interested in home entertainment options. Sure. So I think that has helped drive the homeowner desire for pinball machines. This would explain why the used market is also going up is it's like, oh, I want I want something for my home. I don't I'm not in the market, can't afford, don't want to wait for a new game. I'm going to buy a used game. So people are able obviously it's a it's a seller's market. Mm-hmm. And then on the supply side, social distancing, uh decreased flow of of uh, raw materials you know, yeah. costs are going up on those. So it's slower to build them and more expensive to build them than it was. That should be temporary, but that's the condition we live in currently. And so those costs are manifesting in such a way that even the new products are both slower to get because of the steps that are necessary for the for the construction and then demand. Yeah. You know, raw materials costs and people just having to wait and you know one of my one of my other hobbies is is on is on watches mm-hmm. and, and we see that in watches as well so watches the watch industry and the hobbyist community and watches is that seeing an, an increase in in that uh desirability and have to have it kind of thing supply and demand yeah uh and again i on that side because obviously it's like well but who's if you're not if you're working from home why would you need to wear a watch you know sort of the the logic that people start to have and then the problem is it's a it's it's a hobby where when you're sitting at home alone and not doing anything it's real easy to start going online and looking going yeah, yeah I, you know i'd point. like to add to the collection uh, and I'll, I'll give you an example i have i bought a watch over the summer in 2020 mm-hmm. and it's its value on the used markets up 50 percent. wow okay so that's exactly what i'm talking about yes yeah, wow. so it's the same thing, and and the the manufacturers their production's way down, way down. Mm-hmm. I heard, uh, you know, as a, again, just as, instead of a car argument, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a watchment. <laughs> Rolex's production for twenty twenty was down twenty percent. It was because down. they were shut down for two months. Okay, so it wasn't a parts supply issue. I mean, they are competing for things that pinball and automotive is competing for as well, like steel. I mean. Everyone wants everyone wants the same materials that they mm-hmm. did before, uh, but a lot of it was you know they had to have the factories closed. What steps are they taking to distance their employees if they if they had to take steps? And we know that definitely impacts the line of pinball, sure. per- perhaps more so than it would say a watch industry where people are probably already more spread out. But but automotive is sort of the same way. Did they have to take certain steps? Obviously, that's a very robotic industry compared to pinball, where you have a lot of manual labor. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, that was a big speculation with Jersey Jack on why are the why are people still waiting for their CEs? Oh, well, yeah. they sold all of them, and then it took time to get the line going. And then is the line as efficient as it would have been pre-COVID? Mm-hmm. Probably not. And yeah, so, we did see a break in those CEs where we got about half of them, and then we we saw a halt. And then all of a sudden we saw standards going up and we we're like, wait, what, standards? The hell are you running standards? Mm-hmm. Well, probably a supply issue there. And so you have all this high demand on, on certain things that normally wouldn't necessarily face the same demand. And I think actually versus cars and, and watches, I think pinball though saw a real big demand spike because it's entertainment that people realized, oh, we can have it in the home environment. Sure. And you're at home so much, all of a sudden that that quote unquote need feels more important. Mm-hmm. But even from a so you've got the on the supply side though you've got the the social distancing requirements and the the slowdowns and shutdowns that impacted production, and that's still having a ripple effect through people wanting games, coupled with 
Those same restrictions are in play in all sorts of the raw material industries that people like uh, pinball manufacturers have to rely on. So that, you know, the demand for copper, if you're producing less copper and you're competing with all the wiring that everything else, the computers Mm -hmm. and the phones for their circuit boards and automotive, they all want wires and pinball is having to try and buy their share of wiring, their Mm. share of steel, their share of wood. I've heard, uh, you know, uh, I think oh we, my, we touched yes. on this with with Tony with Eclectic Gamers, but woodworkers that he knows are talking about, I've heard as much as certain types of wood being double. Oh, no, it's more than what? that. It's more so, than double. So it's like, it's just, I mean, everyone, it's just everything's more expensive now. So, of course, that's bleeding into all sorts of stuff. I wonder if it's not somewhat a controlled fear. Uh, this is the, the hippie in me, uh, a controlled fear thing not only with pinball in this industry, but, but everywhere, or is it a supply thing? Maybe it started as a supply uh, issue. And then now we can fudge it a little bit. For example, you talked about wood being double. Um, I'm here to announce something that's really exciting for Nicole and I at flipping out pinball, but we're getting ready to break ground. Well, not here soon because we're on the schedule. We're going to be building a brand new complex for flipping out pinball, big showroom uh, and everything. And we're really excited about that, but Pricing is three times the estimate we would have received prior to the the pandemic. So yes, three to four times that uh, lumber cost. And you talked about logic. You said logic. And I think you're right. Whenever it comes to collectability and desirability and putting people in these in these homes and making them feel claustrophobic and they've got to they've got to be heard, they're going to spend some money, they want to identify with something, logic goes right out that window. When we have collectability and things like watches or pinball machines, I'm seeing this this uh, zeitgeist, if you will. I don't know why everything's exploding right now. I was at yesterday because I still I don't do the sports card thing, but it still interests me to some degree. Just as an example, Pokemon cards are nuts right now. They are even garbage pail kid. Cards are coming back right now. Collection hobbies are easy to do in isolation, and that's why they They can thrive. They are blowing up. So I went to Meyer yesterday because Meyer now, uh, I don't know if you guys have a Meyer. Is Meyer a a national thing? It's like a Walmart kind of. I'm not familiar with it. Okay. M-E-I-J-E-R. So it's like an outlet, a Target, a, a Walmart. So they sell sports cards. These places have gone so crazy, listener. They now divvy out. You have to come at a certain day at three o'clock. And what happens? So I went in there just for shits and giggles. And I go in there and this is for all cards. I got the Pokemons. I got the sporting cards and all that. A line from the back of the store to the front door. And I got there right before three o'clock when they were going to start rationing out uh, these, uh, these cards. And I, they asked the person in the front of the line, what time did you get here? Any guess as to what time if three o'clock noon, 10 a.m. Mm. for a wow. fucking baseball card. So that's what I'm saying. It's everything is going nuts right now. And we're seeing that in pinball. That's why the prices are going up. But what I'm asking you listener, uh, and you email us and, and Dennis, do you think Stern notices that? And do you think they're playing with that a little bit? Uh, yes, I do definitely think they notice it, uh, playing with it. I, I don't know. Do you know, know what know I mean by that, it, though? Like, are they deliberately slowing things down or raising prices because they just for profit purposes or something like that? Taking in, not taking advantage to a negative degree, but 
taking advantage of the opportunity they have as a business. Yeah, I think the $500 increases in particular and for Jersey Jack, the 1000 I don't think that's all for materials. I think there's additional profit built into those numbers. Okay. Here's what, in terms of the market landscape is changing, here's what I think. As things relax, as things go back to normal, mm-hmm. I'm not going to describe all this necessarily as a bubble, but I do think you will see a contraction on some of this stuff. Maybe a puddle? Well, a the puddle. way I think, it, it, it depends on what element we're talking about. So- like on the used pin prices, on the older pin prices, on the B, B tier and C tier things that have skyrocketed in price because people were just desperate to have a project or mm-hmm. to have a game to play in their home. Those people that aren't really in the hobby as collectors, but just did that because of isolation and needing to stay at home, I think they will sell. I think they will get out. They'll be like, we're not playing it anymore. They're not really going to care if they lose money on it. They got their fun out of it. I think those prices, they may not return to the pre-pandemic price, but I do think they will decrease. Okay. But that said, I think every increase in manufacturer institutes, they will not back off on. Mm. That's interesting. The only motive, I think the only way you would see them back off on it, if all of this, if all of a sudden they are actually not selling enough pens sure, anymore. Sure, sure. But- but with all the hardcore people still, I mean, if people are willing to wait happening. eight They're, or 10 months yes. for Elvira, why, why, uh, you know, under the scenario, why not just keep your embedded $500 price increase? Well, and uh, that's, that's what I see Stern doing, especially with regard to dealers. Like, I think it is in their best interest to get all of these pre-orders from dealers uh, as they are, because they're securing, they have to just, mm-hmm. they, they're building what they're selling instead of sitting on inventory thus, uh, which equals money or equates to money. So I think they're going to continue doing that because it's in their best interest. It's hard for us as dealers, but then it still drives that desirability of, oh shit. I know that if they are making Jurassic Park Pro in April, dealers only get so many. I need to get on that list so that I can secure one that way when April comes. I don't have to scrounge around and find a Jurassic Park Pro. I think that that's going to continue to a to a big degree, and that that's tough. That is a tough one, and it drives people wanting these things. Did you hear Roger Sharp? He was on the Super Awesome Pinball Show a couple weeks ago. Yes, I heard that interview. So he was kind of talking about the 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 market landscape, or just the industry landscape, and how it's changing. He still believes solely in location pinball. He thinks that games like Monsters didn't do well because of lack of that location pinball. Do you agree on that? No, I do not. He said, quote, commercial locations are the future for the industry. There's only so many home people. He went on to say that 85 to 90% of homeowners are the lifeblood of the industry right now. He said, but that's not going to work. Well, shit, Raj, looks like it's working to me. Yeah. I agree with him in part on that. I, I think the idea there is that homeowners, yeah, okay, so we're seeing a, a surge, but a lot of the people who are buying for the home are people that still have a memory of location pinball, as where I think he's yeah. coming from. And that if you actually want the a pinball to survive the next generation, it's not going to be strong enough just hoping that the kids of homeowners, whatever percentage of them yeah. are going to uptake pinball, is going to be enough to keep the industry alive. You have to spread pinball organically some other way to a larger audience. And that's where the commercial location comes into play. That being said, Stern fully knows the landscape. And when Munsters came out, I get that it's not the 90s, but we were at the height of location pinball under the new resurgence. Mm-hmm. So that's not a good excuse for that game. And that troubles. was pre, pre-pandemic. 
Exactly. Monsters. That's what I. That's what I mean. That's when we were at the height. We were at the height of our powers when we it came were. to barcades yeah. and all that. That was when monsters came out. I only have played monsters in. Uh, other than uh, I think I played uh, a, a couple games at a show, but I've only played it on location. Mm-hmm. I pulled the people at the location we had it at, where we had it and I believe 11 other games. The majority of the people I asked, it was their least favorite game on location. Mm-hmm. It wasn't everyone, but it was most people. It's like, if I could, my question was of these 12 games, which one, if I, you could get rid of one, which one would it be? And I'm not not a plurality. A majority of the people said monsters. And I didn't know whenever he was speaking in that interview if he maybe made a mistake and was referring to Stranger Things because I think his argument would have been stronger there. Uh, that makes more sense if the uh, because of yeah. the, the location taking away the ability to experience Timing it. and everything. Yeah, w- with regard to monsters, Roger, there was, to me, pretty common sense why the monsters doesn't do well, quote unquote, whatever that means. And that's because of, it's not because of location. It's a beauty theme hurts it a little bit, but ultimately shoots great. It's the code people. If Roger, if you're saying 85 to 90% of homeowners are the lifeblood right now, then that's who you're selling to for the moment. Still stick them in the locations. That's great. But if that's your lifeblood, then the one correlation I see between those numbers is a direct comparison with that that lack of code depth. So that's what did it. I don't think yeah, there's anything else I, you know, really. It's weird. It's weird though because Iron Man does very well on location and it doesn't have depth of code. We accepted that as what it was prior. I mean, to. if you still put Iron Man out on location, it does well. It does so, well. Sure. But I, I think I, there that might be more because to casuals, actually, I think the theme is terrible. I think the theme was terrible. I don't think it was good for homeowners. I think it was terrible for location. Uh, monsters. Uh, no one knows the monsters anymore. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Iron Man is uh, probably five times the license, if not higher, than the Monsters. Now, the people I was polling, they were competitive players. And you, in a way, you would almost think, okay, well, easy to quickly to understand code isn't that a, a good thing from the competitive player. But it just, I mean, the rule, I, the rules didn't do anything for anyone. I, I don't enjoy playing them. I don't hate it, but I feel nothing when I play it. And I guess if I were to critique, if you were to ask me, Dennis, what's like something that just doesn't work for you when you play the monsters, it would be, it felt like I'm constantly having to hit the action button. Like all the time it's flashing blue at me. Oh, and the, okay. Because and, of the zap. And from the competitive player standpoint is whenever it flashes blue, you need to hit it. Mm. Like you don't build it up. You don't save it. You just need to constantly smash. It's just like, it's lit all the time. So I'm just like, I don't know what's going on, but it's flashing at me constantly. It's obnoxious. Yeah. Uh, it was just interesting that we got that comparison from Roger. Anyway, I don't, I don't agree. I, I disagree with him about that. It, that it's that location play had something to do with Munster's lack of success. I just don't think that's yeah. true. And I think I know where he's coming from. And I agree, like you were saying, the importance of location pinball. You've got to get it out there the next year. I get all of mm. that. But right now, I, I, I don't think there should be a focus on that as much. I think we, Focus on that lifeblood if that's what it is. Uh, well, I think it's. I think may, I understand distributors don't have a, a priority to focus on location pinball. I do think manufacturers, if they are, they're thinking long term survival, they definitely need to keep an eye on how to br- breed more players. Um, and location is going to be the way to do it, especially if these prices keep going up. It's going to get to the point where they're pricing themselves out of a lot of homeowners. Yeah, because I think the Stern Pinball kind of built itself up to the degree of what it is, listener, because of the Stern Pro model. I just do. It's affordable. Get it out. Affordable. You know. It based. was. Yeah. 
but it's the cheapest. It's often. I don't know if I'm going to buy new machines anymore. I haven't decided yet. Oh, you're one of those guys. It's really expensive now, and it's not at the rate of inflation. It's really expensive. It is. It is really expensive, but relative to what? I mean, it's all relative. I, I don't relative to most other rec room stuff. I don't see. Yeah, but when it comes to pricing of pinball machines, Dennis, I don't see it as being expensive at all. I think the risk reward, if you will, on purchasing this product uh, that is a pinball machine is quite low compared to almost any other consumer electronic you can buy. Most other consumer electronics I can buy are significantly cheaper. Sure, but the return rate is horrible. You could almost lose more on a television set than you can a pinball machine. I can't think sure, of a product who, right now that doesn't retain ri- its value better. Who gets bored of their television and gets rid of it? That this doesn't happen. The television's only la- what do you keep a television for? Two years? Ten. Ten. Well, well, the tech doesn't upgrade fast enough. So I mean, yeah. When, when do you do an upgrade? When there's a major like I did an upgrade from 1080i to 1080p, and then I did an upgrade from 1080p to 4k. I mean, this doesn't every two. It's not a phone. Well, you keep your pinball machine that long. Yes, I do. Yeah. I, I, I think, no, I, I agree with you that like it's not that you're going to lose your shirt on pinball. That's but no. it's still a big sunk cost to just have sitting in your yep. house that you're going to play thirty minutes a week. I always tell people it takes a lot to get into this hobby, but when you when you're getting out, you get you get your money back. But five years ago, that wasn't true. You can sell it. At it any didn't point. take a lot to get into this hobby. Maybe it took a lot to get into this hobby new, like you were some operator. Yeah. But you could go used market and buy a whole lot of fully working games for under two thousand dollars. Yeah, that day's over. It's gone. So, well, then you, your your consumer market is changing, and it's not changing by growing. You might be selling more new pins, but mm-hmm. the number of p- potential people that can get into the hobby is shrinking as the price goes up. It's just, I mean, it's simple. It's just simple math. Then why are people spending so much more money than they usually do? I, that's a hard one to believe. And thus, I think why the prices are increasing because. Well, from a, like from a distributor perspective, what do you care if more people can't get in on the use side that like the number of people getting in on the use side is going down? What, 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 how would that affect you? Or potential people. It doesn't. No, no. You're just, sell- you're just selling to the expanding number of people that are going upscale on, on the new side. And that's st- that part's still growing. I'm just saying that the total, the maximum size of your of your balloon is smaller than it used to be. But we're not fully inflated anyway. So yeah. in that regard, from a current market standpoint, it doesn't really matter. That's why prices are going up, because the demand is still higher than the supply. Yeah, and it's, it has breached this collectability type of things where people are just going nuts over them. They're just going nuts. It's like baseball cards or Pokemon cards. Yeah, and I, I, I once the once people are the mass gathering restrictions and stuff are fully relaxed, I'm curious to see how many actually stay stay engaged with that. But yeah, we'll see. I yeah. don't know. And uh, speaking of changes, Roger Sharp did say that he he doesn't think that pinball is going to see any semblance of normalcy until 2023. Whew, it's a long time away. He, I think he could, he could be right on that. I think that, I think that's, a, I don't, I think it'll have, I think we'll be more normal before then. I think. I believe so um, as well. I, I think by 2022, but I mean, it's, it's a question of what you consider normalcy, but I mean, we might be in a world where you see just permanently, you see more people wearing masks, but that's not going to stop people from going out and playing pinball. Sure. 
once they're vaccinated, I mean, by and large, we are expecting people to be vaccinated who want to be vaccinated definitely by the end of the summer, especially once here we are, Johnson and Johnson's uh, you know, almost completely yeah. onboarded at this point. So and we're expecting distributions this week of that vaccine. It's oh, ready wow. to go. Okay. But Johnson Johnson's already got over 20 million vials ready. And the FDA gave the. Yeah. Right, right. They still like they're right. While we're recording this, there's still some final little things that are being voted on. But all the safety things have been signed off. Uh, the, you know, it's everyone accelerated the they're working the weekend, basically. So mm. but it's just I mean, we're it's it's once people are vaccinated and you're getting, you know, there are all the discussions. Well, the confidence goes stuff, back up. But well, yeah, it's going to be people that were high risk that are avoiding because they're worried that they would have a severe complication from the disease are going to be protected. Maybe they'll still get like with Johnson Johnson, maybe they'll still get COVID, mm-hmm. but they won't expect to be hospitalized. People aren't, we're not, you know, it's like with a lot of diseases. It's we're okay with getting sick as long as it's not going to make us really sick. That's right. So we don't want to. So die. once you have that, more and more stuff's being relaxed. I mean, my the health departments I work with, they're already talking about most of them are allowing proms this year. And they're just like, we're just telling them please wear masks. Um, you know, but but how do you make large, out with masks on? Well, they can when they're isolated away from the rest of the group, they can take the masks down. Oh, can they still tickle? Probably. Tickle one another in the behind the bleachers. I know one one of them uh, is recommending that they just they pre COVID test. They're sending rapid antigen tests to the schools and saying everyone who go goes to prom should just do this test the two days before and oh. then and then go to prom. I thought they'd do like a virtual prom. Uh, honestly, the schools probably wouldn't stand for it at this point. Yeah. So some of this is some of this is just re- living with the practical reality that certain controls that we did a year ago would never be tolerated yeah. anymore. People are just sick of it, but. Um, but but the main reason why there's less concern is that by the time the proms actually happen, all of the teachers in our state should be vaccinated. Yeah. So it's like, OK, well, the people that are most likely to get seriously ill are going to have their vaccines at that point. So we've got two thirds of our teachers already vaccinated. Oh, so. that's actually good. I would recommend you guys go and listen, listening to this Roger Sharp episode because I like listening to Roger. It was really good. He, he even said some some other things that raised my eyebrows like um we've, we've become a bit quote celebrity driven end quote. He's referring to uh designers such as Scott Denisi and, and Keith Elwin, like one of us kind of thing um, that's driving uh, influence in his opinion. He even talked about like Brian Eddie's return with stranger things. He knew that that was going to be a failure and Eddie couldn't do anything about it. There's just too much hype, him coming back and, and all of that. So go listen to that episode. It was, it was a lot of fun. And I think, I think he's right in reference to this whole influence and celebrity driven kind of stuff. I, I manufacturers don't want to believe it, but again, if we're talking about 85 to 90% of homeowners being in the lifeblood of this industry, then I'm telling you right now, whether you want to believe it or not, there are a lot of influencers out there. That's all I'm saying. There are a lot of influencers out there. It works. Yes. It works. Speaking of stern pinball stern over the last couple of weeks, man. Woof. That's some doozies. We got the UV light kit for Stranger Things. That's now considered a pinball endangered species. Do you know that? Nope. It's a new term. No one cares because no one owns Stranger Things. Bullshit. Those things are flying off the shelf. Oh, man. So the UV light kit for the premium LE can no longer be ordered. And I think the pro kits for the UV are 
endangered as well. I don't think, I think they're making what they're making and that's it. So good luck finding one of those. That's going to be your next topper. I've told you guys this over and over listeners. You guys know I'm like fucking pinball Nostradamus over here predicting these things. I told you about stranger things. You guys didn't believe me. Now everybody's salivating for that damn game. I told you about Willy Wonka. Everybody said you're a shill, Zach. Where are all the apologies? That's what I want to know. You fucking people out there that rip on me that I'm trying to sell games when I'm trying to give you guys a heads up on what's going to be great. You just don't believe me, but I don't get no apologies. Wonka is great. That's what I feel like. UV light kits are the new topper. Good luck finding one in six months under a thousand bucks. Think I'm right? I don't care. They're also not making Stranger Things in 2021. Because no one wants it. You heard it here. They want it now. They I'm amazed that now. they have no plans to make I thought they wouldn't have any plans to make it in 2020. Oh. You've heard it here. So premiums, especially premiums. Premiums are gone at Stern, people. They're gone. I get more requests for Stranger Things now than I do for the majority of the catalog that they have out right now. Stranger Things is going to continue, as I've said before, continue to go up. And fucking puzzles? Did you see this whole thing with Stern Pinball and the puzzles? A, l- a little bit, but I don't like puzzles, <sighs> so I, I didn't pay much attention to I'm it. I'm surprised you're not a puzzle piecer. Duh, I hate puzzles. You hate them? Yeah. Did something bad I, I, happen I, in I, childhood I, with a puzzle like piece? Like jigsaw puzzles, they're so unfun, I don't understand the appeal. Hmm. Not a puzzle guy. That that's not, very not a jigsaw style puzzle. I'm sure there there are plenty of puzzle types I like. That is not one of them. You like polynomial puzzles? Oh, fucking puzzles! So everybody thought that puzzle pieces was a a secret code for uh, a hinting the new Godzilla game by Stern Pinball. That's what everybody was thinking. I don't even mm. know if it's Godzilla. I have no clue on this next release. Zero. I'm, I'm like left in a closet. I have no clue what's coming out. You believe me? I don't care. I do know that uh, that puzzle ended up being a fucking puzzle. <laughs> Stern selling puzzles. Congratulations. Because mm-hmm. that's what lifestyle brands do. Uh, you know, Supreme is known for their puzzles. Now, what if I were to tell you, I think there might be something a little deeper there lurking in the dark. So they had this puzzle that they're now selling by Zombie Yeti and by an individual by the name of Jesse Hernandez from Urban Aztec. I think there's something there, Dennis. Okay. Listener, I think there's something there with this Jesse Hernandez fella. And I've got to say, I hope there's something there because after looking at his portfolio, uh, I think it's a male. Could be a female. After looking at their portfolio on, uh, online, they are a phenomenal artist. Stern, if this is a puzzle piece, you're like meta mind fucking us, please let it be true. Let Jesse Hernandez. I think maybe this artist is too popular for the likes of uh, Contract Stern, maybe. I don't know. But they do damn good work. Oh, speaking of good work, Steve Ritchie, always working, man. Always working. Led Zeppelin, he's trying to help people because that electric magnet spinner on the premium LE versions is Mm -hmm. having some I won't say widespread issues, but significant issues on a lot of machines that are going out. Have you, Uh-oh. Have you heard that? Better, better get the pro. He did come out a couple of weeks ago saying, Hey, here's how to tweak that. Bend the, the brackets that hold that spinner, bend them apart a little bit. And that will free up that spinner to spin more freely, free up the spinner to spin more freely. Man, Zach, it's been a while. 
Now that helped a lot of people, but it didn't help others. We have had customers with uh with some with some spinner issues. Just have them bend it more. Bend it, baby. No, but then I even had it on my LE, that same issue, and it it took more than just bending that. Uh, my recommendation for you guys, try the Richie method where you I'll take a like a needle nose pliers, stick it in there and spread the needle nose legs apart. <laughs> hey. And that way that bracket will spread out more because the angle of the wire holding that spinner sometimes gets bogged down. So if you spread the bracket, it frees it up a little bit. Some people will do that. Listener, I know this is boring to some, but helpful to others. When you do that, sometimes that spinner, the ass of that spinner will be facing towards you. So the ball will hit that hard and not spin. If that is the case, pull that bracket apart, pull the spinner out, flip it around and put it back in. That way the butt is sticking towards the back. Not perfect, but it will still, you can rip the hell out of that thing until they find a proper fix. And that's your tip of the day. But Steve Ritchie followed up on a, by a statement on Facebook this weekend. He said, quote, guys, we're working hard on resolving spinner target EM unit issues. I read all the comments in the Led Zeppelin owner's thread, and I want to assure you that a solution is in the works. Pat Powers and the guys at Stern Customer Service are doing their best to resolve your problems, and they are the best in the business. Please be patient until we get these issues resolved. Thanks, Steve Ritchie. <sighs> Still haven't played Led Zeppelin, have you? No, but I did enjoy you explaining how to repair something for five minutes to uh, on our audience, which less than 5% own this game. Listener, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. If I don't, then you... You would say that I don't know anything about pinball. Don't we have some code updates to talk about? We don't. Jersey Jack pinball we have. We've mentioned it already, but uh, GNR standards, for some reason, went back on the line. I believe they're all shipped now, so you're not going to see any more Jersey hmm. Jack GNR standards uh, out Are you there. sure this time? I'm never sure. Communication from them is always You probably subpar. won't because they're 1000 bucks more now. GNR CEs are back on the line. Hot damn. Yeah. We did get information this week that in one to three weeks, we will have the remainder of our CE shipped. Mm. Mm. And then they'll all be done, right? With GNR. No, then they're going to be making LEs for the next I thought, But I years. thought you, you, you said that the CEs should be the very last to go. I didn't say that. Oh. See what you did, Bruce? I, I forget. Uh, I think CE Toy Story rumors should be first. How about that? Does that make it feel better? Oh, and again, marketplace stuff for some of us dealers that take these interested lists, Dennis, even those are filling up like fast. Well, that's because people haven't heard about the next $1,000 increase that will hit Toy Story. Do you so think, do you 2, think that's a good question? Do you think that, that JJP's next game sees an additional increase in price? I hadn't until Tony, my co-host over at the EGP pitched that idea. As to why it was, because it seems so strange to do a mid-run GNR price hike. But I like the theory that, yeah, they knew 2000 would be too much. So let's do 1000 now and 1000 again. So yes, now I do think so. With their decision to increase the price when they did, mm -hmm. I think that it is a strong possibility that yeah. we're going to see the CE maybe even more than the... Th I, I, one of you guys mentioned 15k you wouldn't see any surprise for me example i think with the super you know talk about like batman super le sure. sort of thing you wouldn't see me surprised at all if jersey jack said their ce's are now 15k for their new title i think i i think i had suggested that i could see jersey jack positioning themselves as a company that doesn't sell anything under five figures mm. because i'm not sure they keep the standard didn't feel like they really wanted to support that standard much did it yeah but then they made more so i don't know anymore 
I don't know a lot about a lot of well, things. Well, no, they, kind of they, no, they simply made what was ordered. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they weren't increasing. They, they oh, well, then that's probably that they... Yeah, they just wanted to finish that up. That makes some more sense. Okay, yeah. Well, just, I mean, especially if they think that location pinball is going to struggle for a little while, maybe for the, in the next game you just sort of drop that. Because mm, the whole idea yeah. for their standards, as far as they've ever presented publicly, is... That's really for them. It's really targeted to actual location sure. play. I think Stern says that for their pros as well, but they know they get a lot of homeowner sales that just want the, the most affordable option. But here's the thing: if it is Pat Lawler next, he's an operator heavy type of designer. Yeah, but adapt or die. Whoa! Oh, speaking of the good old days, we have a new podcast on TPN. Mm. Working title, but uh, it's called the Pinball Show Interviews. We had this idea at the onset of TPN, the pinball show, Jason Fowler doing it, but in steps in CGC correspondent, Matt Morrison, or should I say podcast host now that interviewed mm. Tom Capera, you know, yep. Tommy boy. I do now. I finished the interview this morning. Boy, what a great, great, uh, to me, what a great interview. A lot of fun facts. We have not heard much of Tom, if at all, uh, in the past, we would probably heard of him in the past, but Tom was really, really informative. And he was the individual listener that created Cactus Canyon. Mm-hmm. Maddie Morrison thought, Hey, why not go to the designer of Cactus Canyon? Since that's the rumored title from CGC next and talk about his impressive background, long-term contract work with Stern. He did uh, all of the mechs in Elvira's house of horrors. No one could be more relevant than Tom Capera. And boy, he's worked for NASA doing cat scan. Oh, this guy's good. I just love that they talked about the complexity of the Corvette engine. I need one of those games. Listeners, find me a nice Corvette. If listeners can find me a nice Corvette, I want a Corvette, a nice Radical, a nice Black Rose. I'll give up my Elvira Ellie. I'm sure if you're willing to pay, they can find you anything you want. I don't know if they can. I think they can. I'm willing to buy, 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 but I need nice ones, like top one percentile nice ones. I love Tom Capera because he ran the topper studio for WMS, and he's done all the toppers for Stern leading up to the Munsters. Once the Munsters came, he he was off the lead for toppers. Maybe he's really the topper king. Am I just an apprentice, Dennis? I I don't know. Maybe we'll have to see you make your own topper. I will. Hey, sneak peek. I do have some mods that I'm working on. Huh? Mm. Well, I'll be sure to copy them. Living out pinball. <laughs> uh, he did all the mechs on Elvira and Beatles. He talked about some distortion printing processing techniques on Elvira. This guy, I couldn't help, but he does sound very scientific. Right? And he, did he, did his voice ring a bell to anybody? I hate even bringing this up, but it was just so good. He sounded like the the uh, scientist on The Simpsons to me. I did not. I did not get that read. He didn't. He was all. like, "Then we did our CAT scan, and then no, he did not sound like that. He did like too. That. He did not. He did not sound like that. Distortion painting on the virus oh house. Oh gosh, that's so inaccurate. <laughs> he talked about Avira a lot, which I really enjoyed talking about the prototype ramps and and some of the mechs, like the crypt had eight positions instead of three. It was super complex. I'm not going to get into it all here, but you guys have got to go listen to it. A lot of stuff on Cactus Canyon, like the saloon doors. Remember that as the prototype? 
bash toy in front of a bash toy. They got rid of that. Why they got rid of that? The lit up uh, drop targets. Diverter for the train toy. Oh, yeah. The diverter for the train toy. The the center ramp being like a, um, what do you call it, a V ramp. There's a lot of stuff. When they asked him about Cactus Canyon getting remade, he said regarding the other remakes, quote, I don't think they flip as well. They're close, but they're not the same. He went on to say, quote, it's nice that more of them will be out there, but he said they certainly haven't called me, end quote. And he was referencing like uh, just checking it out if it was Cactus Canyon or, or giving any feedback that may help them. He hasn't even played the Cactus Canyon continued code. This is the, this is the uh, yes, designer but, of, yeah, but of he Cactus did say Canyon. that it's not the same game. So yeah, he did allude to that. Eric Pripke contacted him and, uh, Matt Coriol, Coriel, Coriel. I don't know. Sorry, Matt. He, yeah, he contacted them and they were somewhat interested, but then realized that Eric's vision went way beyond what they were interested in, uh, being a part of. So. They said it was a different game. No longer, no longer that. Morrison asked Capera when we're going to see some of his work again from Stern Pinball because he's still that contract contracted worker. And uh, Mr. Capera said he was referencing quote mechanical signature again. He said this summer you'll see new stuff from me. Uh oh. He talked about working with Gomez a lot. Yeah, he likes working with Gomez. Go work. Uh, I'd like to see him and Brian Eddy team up. That's what I'd like to see. Well, I don't know. Old Bally Brian Williams Eddie was time. was do, was doomed to fail, according to Roger. According to my game room, he's still really high up there. Knock him dead, Eddie. Okay, moving on. Man, there was so much information. I want you guys to go listen to that. I'm just looking at the notes here. Whew, there's a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. The Pimmel Industry Awards. What a pain in the ass. See what I did there? We'll play on more. I did. Did you know that rock sensation and historical icon slash was down with the, uh, with the pinball industry awards? Yeah. I saw him post on Instagram about it. That made me horny, man. Not going to lie. He shared his excitement for the crystal winnings of guns and roses by Jersey Jack pinball shared it on social media. Thank you. Slash. I think slash is a listener. Rock on? I don't think so. Pfft. Really? Yeah. I bet if you are slash write in at the pinball network at gmail.com yeah, and you, say yes, but I will never listen again. Just text me slash me and you, we, you know, we're good. The loser kids, they got a, a local written piece about them after being awarded a crystal from the pinball mm-hmm. industry. Awards. I read that. That was nice. It was well written. I heard you whining about not getting a quote there. I was just like, they talked to everyone <laughs> except me. I just felt a little slighted. Because you're the best the, writer out of everybody. Well, I got mean for me to like write the article for the, I hate, I, oh. you know, I actually had that happen once with the press. Uh, this was years really? ago. I, yes, I was explaining something and the reporter just asked, could I send you the start of my story and you just type what you mean? <laughs> and I did. I sent it back. Oh. Man, I was like, this is the weirdest. This feel. I was like, this feels wrong. Like for journalistic ethics, I'm not sure this is right. Was it the Missouri Gazette? My ethics, so I'll do it for you. It was. Oh no, it was a. I can't remember which paper it was. It was a bigger one though. Um, Wow, it's probably fine. I think he was worried about messing up my uh, a quote or something. But 
you know, most of the time when they call me now, they they have recorders running. I always just assume they're recording. Yeah. Because uh, usually the quotes are, are extremely accurate now. It used to, back in the day, quotes were constant. I almost every quote uh, that I ever read of me had something wrong with it. Oh. I don't even write in and correct them. It's usually, I mean, it's usually the context is the same. It's usually, but you'll be like, no, I never use that word. They it's use like, the wrong oh, word. Wow. I'm so um, I, I like the fact no. that Loser Kid's got a local piece written about him. That was mm-hmm. really that was really cool. Even Gavin from the multi million follower slow mo guys YouTube channel, Gavin was so appreciative of their earned crystal that he shared a pic with us on, on our email, sharing a pic of the mm-hmm. hardware there. Nicely done. And for those of you interested in more of the statistical analyses of uh, of the the voting and how the voting went down. TPN's webmaster George Fisher has updated the website so you can see those results more visually now. Yep, all graphed out. Thank you, Jorge. American Pinball hires Jack Hager as art director. Yeah, I'm kicking ass and taking names. His name makes me think of a fighter pilot. Yeah, doesn't it? Right into the danger zone? No. Ringmaster himself, Dave Fix, came in with Jack Hager. <laughs> I see, I see uh, Dave Fix in a lot of these interviews, but they were over. <laughs> they were interviewed by um, Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. That is Jack Hager and, and Dave Fix. So good interview. But you know what I I've noticed. I don't know if there's anything here. Maybe I do. But um, they talk about Kugler a lot. Whatever happened to Joe Schober? Well, I know Kugler was sort of like I, by my understanding, was he was like the lead, you know, person in charge over all the code development. So I'm, I guess I'm not too surprised to hear about Kugler. But yes, I, I haven't heard about Schober in quite a while. Which I personally, this is my, you know, in terms of code, I favor. I like Schuber's approach. I thought, yeah, you're I think it's very uh, respectful to competitive play. I, mm, I think he was is. the highlight of Alien Pinball from Highway, mm. and so I wish I had heard more about. Uh, Schober, but yeah, it's, I haven't heard about him in quite a while. It's almost like if a pinball manufacturer picked up a Joe Schober, um, you wouldn't be angry, huh? No, no. I think uh, yeah. I think he's a lot of really good. It's kind of like what we've expected to see with Deep Root with Steve Bowden, just his innate knowledge of what make good rules. That's yeah. like that's Joe Schober's got that too. Okay, so right. like I like I could tell I felt I could tell where his influences on the rules in Oktoberfest made it from a code perspective. More interesting than Houdini. Sure, absolutely. There's there's some some stacking, some depth to that game. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. No. Over, I, and I'm like, this is this is Schober stuff. Mm-hmm. This is this is from his mind. What was that? That was a ferret. Oh, it sounded like Schmeagel. Oh, Schmeagel. Joe Schmeagel. So listeners, at- yes, Joe Schober is my <laughs> precious. Yes, but where's he go? Where's the Schober go? It's Weasel. Oh. You haven't had any programmers. Yeah. Speaking of Weasels, I watched uh, Willy's Wonderland. Have you seen that one yet? With, uh, with no. Nick Cage? No. Where the animatronics at the Chuck E. Sounds Cheese come up. to life and they try to kill everybody? What? This is a thing? This is a fucking thing. <laughs> is this like the Croods 3? <laughs> no. No, uh, it may have been uh, the same perception while viewing, but no, um, yeah, the Willie's Wonderland. It's the spin on like Five Nights at Freddy's kind of thing. 
interesting. It was interesting. So listener out there, uh, that last story was a wink, wink hint. If you guys still didn't pick up on the Joe Shover thing. Okay. Deep root pinball. Do you know the next game is food truck confirmed food truck? I did Barry not. Barry Ausler on design. Food truck. Yeah, it was courtesy of the Final Round Pinball Podcast. Uh, I'm, I have not heard that interview yet. So. Yeah, a couple days ago, they interviewed Steve Bowden. Now, I've got to say, I love you more than anybody else loves you in pinball. That's a fact. Sorry, everybody else out there. Um, it's like your parents' love for you and your sister's love for you and your family and then probably me and then other people. So I preface this by saying I love you, Dennis. I'm willing to get a tattoo, probably. We'll talk. But Steve Bowden, fuck, that guy really is lovable. Nicest guy in pinball. <laughs> Nicest person in pinball. Jeez. That's why I, I couldn't, even me, the bumpiest bump of all bumps, can't outdo Steve Bowden. I want, well, because I love you so much and you're the second nicest pinball it's been, it's been deemed, I, I'm always looking out for my boy Dennis. No, I think maybe he's the, but no. Nope. Steve, nope, I'm not. I'm always trying to find flaws in Steve Bowden, but damn it, he's so likable. It's disgusting, isn't it? It almost is. Yep. It, he yep. makes me want that rosin. That's what? Steve. No, he shouldn't be able to do that. It's his power. <sighs> it's his superpower. I just want to support him. He did talk about Raza. He's been playing a lot of Raza. He described it. <laughs> I just imagine you having drinks at a bar with Steve Fountain. You wake up the next day inside a pin pod. <laughs> and you're just like, how did I get this here? Right? I bought this? Get me what? out of here. How did this happen? Oh, man. And, you, and, then, and then he calls you to make sure you're okay and not hung over. And your ringtone is just pin pod. <laughs> Where's the pin pod? He described the game as quick and fast. He kept going back to those phrasings. Quick, quick like a Are we like talking Raza or are we talking food truck? A food truck. Yes. Sorry about that. Yes. Okay. Uh, to clarify, uh, they were asking him, since that's the next game, well, what's it like? Quick, fast, quick as uh, like a bunny, one more game kind of thing. He talked about just completing tasks as fast as you can, serving the orders quick, or it will affect your performance. You'll get bad ratings and reviews. Hmm. Hmm. I love bad Yelp. Yeah, so that's that's what it sounds like. So he kept going back to that Ausler speed, fast speed. Felt very uh, BSD to me, but yeah, you know, I mean, as we've and we've remarked on this a lot, I I really do think that Deep Root would be better served to do one of their licensed themes sure, and, sure. And, and generate sales. But that said, I have wondered ever since I saw the first public discussion after the the slides after the Deep Six went and the and the Twip piece that came out mm -hmm. and showed what all the upcoming titles were, the reaction to Food Truck, in a way, saying especially if it's a good player. But saying that aside, I've I've I wondered if just given the feedback of people while they initially really ridiculed it from the name to the generalized concept to the acknowledgement that it kind of sounds sequel to diner esque. If this okay. is almost like a snakes on a plane situation where it's almost a so bad it's good it's or Nick Cage. it's so bad we're going to buy it. Yeah. The Nick Cage of, of might, pinball it might themes. Work. It might work. This might actually do really. Ugh, I actually, no. at this point, do think Food Truck will outsell Raza. I'm just going to base could, off of look, this description that. and just the almost ironic hype around Food Truck that I think it sells more than Raza. And for me, based on the layout and the looks and gameplay of Raza. I, and, I'd almost hedge my bet there, too. Yeah, I was going to say, because I don't, I don't want to upset you, Ann. And the fact that Osler is a better designer than Papa Dude. <laughs> 
He is. Ugh. He is. What do you mean by design, though? This depends uh, on what the, you mean by design. The creation of the the generalized layout responsibilities of the play field is what I mean okay. by design. I See, design to me is more than just angles. Design to me is they're the lead, creative designer as well. So... Okay. With respect to so that, yeah, I mean, responsibility coming up with some of the toy concepts and stuff. Sure, I, I agree with you. I'd have a hard time arguing if it was just about layout and geometry. The so what you think that a stupid plastic balloon on Circus Voltaire is more interesting than the rising three layer mech that was on Doctor Who? Okay, fine. You want to show throw shots? Um, I'm so, saying bearing those toys. I too. love you, but designing the same fucking ramp on 20 games like bad cats and bsd and mousing around and you fill in another ousler ramp that's the same uh left ramp hugger oh, all the way around you'd orbit. much rather go with the same lame ass skill shot thing that papa duke put on all that his is games. lame i get that that's lame but if we're if we're going to uh, throwing shots at, at papa duke for that ousler ousler designs are ousler designs uh, that uh, you know, and the I ramp think in a I knife love. fight, Ausler would win. I think he's better with a blade. Yeah, I, I don't know what Papa Duke would do. He would spend too much time trying to design a weapon, and she just get shanked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's me. Mine was nice. And ladies and gentlemen, that was your joke of the week. Joke of the week! And I think uh, Ausler's ramps shoot nicer than Papa Duke's. I do. But they lack the imagination that nobody can bring like John People Papa don't want Duke. imagination. They want fun. I want whimsy. Oh, God. Whimsy is so overrated. Tickle my whimsy, y'all. Booka, 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 booka. Did you know the main antagonist in Food Truck is called the Roach? How fitting. I thought it was the Roach Coach. So, no, I thought it was a little different, but I, but the not much Roach. different. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get behind that game. It's going to be way too difficult. Food truck? You're gonna, hey, if Steve talks to you uh, over a couple brewskis, you're going to be into that game. It might work. I love the argument. We should continue that at some other time, another episode. Ousler versus no, I Papa don't Duke. I don't like arguing. I do love my Popeye, though. Same fucking left ramp. <laughs> Dennis, the people have spoken. They keep on asking me, where's my market trends at? I guess it's right here. You know, we didn't pick a bad month to go because there was like no news in February. But boy, there were some market trends! Oh! Full steam ahead, baby! Here comes the market trends. That wasn't a song, right? Can I it make my own songs? kind of like you sung it. Can I make my own songs up? No, that's still... I can't do that either. Quit. We have, an, we have an agreement in place. Quit trying to loophole through it. There are no loopholes. I don't put in loopholes. Why did I sign with blood ink? No, you didn't have regular ink available. Turning up this week is Wonka CE like a motherfucker. Wonka CE, baby. Not that I didn't tell everybody so, but it is at its peak right now. Not to mention it being sold out at JJP. They're gone with them. I tried to buy some. I was a little bit too late. Just a bit outside on that purchase. Uh, but not only that, but it's it's at the Pinside Top 100 number one. Wonka wow. CE. Wow. The Medieval Madness fans won't stand for that for long. Man, I'm going to light it and back up, Terry. This thing is going into the stratosphere.
You want to know what else is trending up? It's JJP's Pirates of the Caribbean. Man. Still? We wow. take we take a month off, Dennis, and Pirates of the Caribbean is now a $20,000 machine for the LE? Oh, my God. What is going on? That's why we open the show with a with a changing landscape discussion. P-O-T-C-L-E-2-0-K-W-T. I think maybe 18 right now for one. Yeah, everybody was listening to them, Dennis. We were sleeping, they were listening. And I talked about it earlier in this episode, but training up is that UV Juicy Light Kit for Stranger Things, Stern Pinball. The award-winning UV Light Kit. Maybe that's what happened again. Shit! Maybe the Pinball Industry Awards is a trend machine in and of itself. Are you saying that the Pinball Industry Awards slam-tilted the UV Light Kit? Well, not only UV Light Kit, but I think we might have done that for... uh, with a price increase on GNR. GNR, yeah. I saw, yeah, I did see an ad where she pointed out that it had won an award. And shit, loser like, kids are in the news now. We've got Slash training up as the Pinball Industry Awards. That was the one flaw with that Loser Kid article. They needed a direct link to their swag shop so they could have sold more hats. Oh, yeah. That would have been a good idea. And last thing trending up this week or this month. Shit, who am I? Just show me your toppers, everybody. Boom, boom. Get your beads out, y'all. Toppers are here. And they're they're flashy. <laughs> and they keep going up. You name a topper that's decreased in price and I'll slap your ass. I don't think there are any. All OEM manufacturer toppers are on the rise. They continue to be on the rise, so I'm going to continue saying it. But I don't, I th- there was a link there. Didn't Marty Crow go on? Hmm? Didn't Mardi Gras happen here recently? I don't. That was I don't Mardi Gras. Like one city celebrates that. Yeah. And I've never been to New Orleans. I'd still look at Fat Tuesday's toppers, if you know what I mean. Come on, baby. Hell yes. Show me your toppers. Yeah, toppers are on fire right now. They're still selling really, really, really high. Wow. Man. But I will say that you're going to see if I'm forecasting here, if I'm pulling a little Eric Stone there on the green screen. Uh, we've got uh, cloudy skies coming in the Midwest, and you're going to see topper prices hold steady a little bit. As Stern is going to be redoing some more of those Elvira toppers, followed by more Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles toppers. Also, you're going to see, oh, what's that coming into the cold front? Oh, we got Avengers toppers that are also going to be coming back into production a little bit. So you're going to be seeing a lot of different toppers. Still no word on Stranger Things, so stop asking. But what goes up must ultimately come down, and trending down this week is the Lord of the Rings. That goes against all of our uh, Pinball Industry Award stuff, because that one Hall of Fame. Well, that was a gimme category. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. If you look at the uh, polynomials, and they don't lie last time I checked, not a lot of love for Lord of the Rings right this second. It always fluctuates. It's a market, people. But no, Lord of the Rings not it didn't go up with everything else i'll put it that way it was already pretty high yeah but it's still sitting around six nothing special those things were bumping up to the sevens and yeah that's in the sixes for a nice one so she's down a little bit right now also trending down this week is snow delays and shipment companies in general shit never since i've been in the the industry as as a business owner have we seen shipment delays and changes quite like this I had games sitting at terminals for a week, Dennis. 
how the hell do people buy, buy, buy if I'm I don't sitting know. there? I, I, I'd sympathize, but we had our entire uh, state's vaccine shipment for COVID delayed by a week, so I don't have a lot of sympathy. Oh. Did you guys get hit hard with the snow? No, not particularly. We did get snow, but it wasn't, I mean, nothing atypical for the state. Uh, we're still de- we're still beneath the average for the year, but uh, but the rest of the nation's impacts impacted us. Oh, I see. Because those vaccines Man. aren't made in Kansas, we get them brought in poor, from McKesson. Poor Texas. Here's my, here's my impersonation of Texas here. Oh my God, the world is going to an end. The sky is falling and my pipes are bursting. <laughs> that was Texas, ladies and gentlemen. My impression of Texas was, whew, I still have power. What? $7,000? <laughs> Man, such a quicker joke and better done. No pew pew Texas joke there? No. I don't know why I think of pew pew when I think of Texas. They do, uh, they do enjoy firearms. Well, if you are going to be in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in your band. Also trending down this week is that damn electric magnet spinner. Mm. Sorry, Richie. It's bothering a lot of people. He told people how to fix it. He told them. And if if people didn't listen, they can listen to the five minutes you went on about it. Oh, shit. 25 seconds. For nobody. No one's listening is going to do that. Oh, they will too. No no one listening owns that game. (sighs) (laughs) And last thing turning down this week, I had a lot of buildup. Sorry, people. You know how that is, Dennis. Go a little bit too long without releasing. My max is about three weeks. I'm not going to lie. I, get, I turn into a different person at three weeks. I'm like the Hulk. Humping furniture and shit. Also turning down this week is Kentucky Gun Shows. Legit pew pew. What do you uh, ever been to a Kentucky Gun Show, Dennis? I've only been to an Oklahoma gun show. How was it? There were a lot of guns. Well, that makes sense to me. It's the first time I ever saw a business card that said KKK. Wow. <laughs> Okay, I wasn't expecting that turn. So it was like a title, like or like an association. Yeah, someone at one of the vendor booths had stuff out, and I they had like cards and they triple K swag. I had a they had a card for the clan. I I don't remember if it was like a memento card or this person was actually a clan member with cards. Man, I thought Martin dropping a c word on final round was edgy. Clan gear, get your clan gear. Wow, clan swag. No, uh, this uh, took a weird turn, but no, the Kentucky Gun Show. Me and the missus took uh, took our daughter to a a Louisville, Kentucky cheer competition, right? And in that same convention complex next door, conveniently and oddly, at the same time was a gun show. Why, why set up a gun show next to a cheer competition? They probably were just both rented space and weren't aware of each other's existence. Oh, such a weird, weird thing. But I'm, I wanted to tell you guys, it's trending down because I, I'm fine with the gun stuff. What, what, you do your thing. Do your thing blue, do your thing red. Keep fighting about it. I don't give a shit. But when it comes to guns, they can kill me. So I'm a little bit... Uh, what was the word? I'm a little bit more cautious. Terrified. Ter- terrified is a perfect word, Dennis Creasel. Yes, I'm fucking terrified when people are just toting guns around. Uh, and this is why. When you go to a Kentucky gun show, ladies and gentlemen, you don't get normal gun toters. 
no, 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 no. I had to move because my anxiety got so bad. We were up front and the amount of people willy nilly just walking out with these death devices in the air, cocking them. Is that the right verbiage? Cocking? Depending cocking on the, the, gun? the gun. Sure. They were putting bullets in the fucking thing and, and, and doing the, oh, they were loading them. Yes. And then they oh, would wow. put them in their holster that was concealed care. So it was just on their hip or on their ankle. And yes. Uh, and I'm like, I, I don't know enough about guns, Nicole, but that right there is pointing in the face of somebody. So very, very irresponsible. Oh yeah. Poor, poor, uh, poor safety. Oh, well, people don't have to be trained God. in safety. So, and you know what? I'm going to be a little judgy here. I'm going to be a little snooty here because yeah, for some of these individuals, I do feel like I'm better than them because they came from the depths of fucking Mordor to get these guns. And I won't even describe them, but wow. Different breeds of people. Indeed. Whew. Scared the shit out of me. Bunch of kids walking in there, coming out with guns. What is it? What is the world coming to? Man, I'm going to get some angry emails on that one. Probably. Yeah. All right, let's shift over before I get pew pewed my, in my ass. Uh, let's go to deals of the week. Bye, bye, bye. Justin, there's not a fucking deal of the week. Sell, sell, sell. There's no deals of the week this week. Everything's up right now, so you're not going to really find a deal out there. So we need to shift over to deals of the What the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? The Chinaman is not the issue here, dude. <laughs> Deals with what's fuck this week. We've got a teenage mutant ninja fuck me on Pinside by the. Why do I always see the word Colonel and think of colon? Um, L Colonel, E L C O L O N E L. I think it's L Colonel out of Dracula, Georgia. Dracula's brother. Dracula. This is a uh, new inbox. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Pro. Trades are considered hot damn. As far as I can tell, the Stern Toppers are sold out. Hashtag fake news. Not making any claims to be in the know on this one. Uh, this is, I'm just reading the description. I had to choose this designation because I'm not a distributor, but Stern warranty applies. How do you know? We'll advise on registration. Any guesses as to the price of this crazy fucking product? It's a pro. A pro. Uh, and you're saying crazy price, so I'll say 6500 Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, the MSRP on a continued-to-be-produced Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Pro is $59.99. Get them from, uh, mm-hmm. from flipping out. That's why I went today. above that, because you made it, you put it in this category. And you're still too low! $7,400 wow. or best offer. Sell, sell, sell! Hopefully he's got some crack, because he's smoking it. Another deal of the what the fuck are you Walter he peed on my rug he peed on the dude's rug this one is a friendly deal of the WTF because it's so negative sometimes about these WTFs that this one's a positive and this is for on pin side it's more of a what the fuck is going on here with love and support on pin side by the username R5G outside of Reno good old Reno and ma- this makes sense. It is uh, this theme appropriate to that area. It's a casino big six wheel. Boomtown Reno, 40 to 60 years old. It's a spin wheel for the casinos. Okay. What does that what have the to fuck do with is, pinball? 
Exactly. That's why it's a deal of the what the fuck. Oh, okay. what, what is it okay, doing well, on pin side, number one? Number two, I think it's not probably a bad deal. It's 900 bucks. Big old wheel. Because you have a lot of context about how much those wheels go for. I'm just saying the, the looks of it. As an appraiser, maybe saying, I can be an appraiser. Oh, so you're an appraiser. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry, Mr. Pond I'm a pinball Wars. appraiser. I didn't realize who I was talking to. I am an actual pinball appraiser. Yeah, I can. Do but this the isn't pinball. Pinball roadshow. It's like I, I wouldn't trust you to appraise my car. You should. Why? Are you really familiar with the Corolla? No, because I I look up things. I, you know, I'm good. I'm good like that. I didn't think you had a Corolla. I do. Okay. Some say it is the Hellcat of Toyota. Should have went with the Prius. Mm, I did think about that. I did. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a full blown pinball appraiser. Mm. Any messages I get from people, not uh, buying games from me, still asking for prices. Oh, I have a, a buddy. I'll consider him a buddy because we talk a lot. He recently bought a. What did he buy? And he didn't buy it for me, but he wanted to share that he bought it. An Avengers. And I was, I don't, I forget what it was, but he was like, Hey man, uh, just want to let you know, look, I, look what I bought this weekend. And I want to message back. I don't fucking care what you bought. <gasps> so yeah. negative. You I used to care about this hobby, but now it's all I just do. money, money, money. It was a joke. I was like, congrats, man. It was 50%. I cared. And I was glad that he got the penny one in 50% hashtag dead to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the big wheel here, uh, I like that it's got a leather spinner, a flapper. Oh, are we still talking about this? Do you not get aroused when you hear the sound of these big casino wheels? <sighs> like at a fair or something? And it's been it. Who's going to, where would you put? Where's it going to stop? No, I don't care. Where's it going to stop? Where's it going to stop? Like at number five. Did you guys ever have the fairs at your in Kansas City where they shake up the mouse in the box and then let him go and whatever the hole he goes down, you put the little quarter on there and you win? Or is that just Indiana? <laughs> I'm sure we had that in the 1820s. <laughs> we still got it. He did the carnies, these stinky old marble smoking carnies. They have the, the mice and they have them in a box and they spin the wheel and then they, <laughs> they drop the mouse and the, whatever the hole goes in. That sounds cruel. It is. It is. Okay. And that was your pinball back, baby. Market trends. Mmm. Savory. Man, between the Kentucky gun shows and the spinning mice and the flapper, this is a good show. But let's close it down. Can we take another month off? Episode 50, y'all. It's in the books. We made it. We made it to the, the threshold. Yeah, you and Tony have been on fire lately. Can you let people know how they can reach out to you between now and two mm-hmm. weeks from now? And I always go to eclecticgamers.com or email eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com or go to facebook.com slash eclecticgamerspodcast to reach out. Sensational. Sensational. How's that t-shirt work coming? Oh my God. I've not, I didn't hear back not from the good last as the artist show. I contacted and I'm just like, never mind. Maybe we'll wait till episode 200. Hey, uh, listeners will note that I am in negotiations right now with a couple artists for the pinball show merch and TPN merch. I did a little of that on our time off, Dennis. Mm. They can reach out to us, you lovely listeners, at the pinball network at gmail.com. Go visit the website at the pinball.network. That's a lot of fun. 
Twitter. Um, I guess. Uh, or on oh, David Facebook. Dennis manages all that. Still going through new stuff 2021 that we're excited about. And, oh, big announcement. Straight Down the Middle is rebranding. Did you see the new video? No, I you didn't. Wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't because it's it's airing after we record this, but people oh. don't know because we edit it. Rebranding a little bit over at Straight Down the Middle, we're dropping the moniker of Pinball Show. Gone. <gasps> You're going to cover more than pinball? It's just called Straight Down the Middle, and we are covering more than pinball. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a video out now where uh, an unboxing of, we're talking about all of these trends. At Flipping Out Pinball, Nicole and I have branched out past pinball because we see kind of the, there's a big ceiling on pinball right now. Only manufacturers can make so much. And people are flocking towards arcade machines, hmm. big, beautiful arcade machines. So we did a video uh, unboxing and setup and gameplay of Big Buck Hunter Reloaded by Raw Thrills. So you got to you got to check that out. It has Terminator Salvation built into it. I played that and about wrecked my arms. Check that out. Greg and I are going to be sitting down giving our first impressions of that game along with many other games. And while I'm at it, I'm going to mention some <laughs> of that inventory from other. flipping out pinball. Oh, yes. Many other games. That could be your little quote on the side of your van. Many other games. Well, I do have a new promo that's airing too. People I haven't seen, seen that, that either. Well. See? A lot of big stuff since we've been gone. That's what I've been doing. Yeah, I don't really doing care. A lot of it. One of my new phrases is, um, and I like it, it's um, make every day a wizard mode. See? Aw. That's a good one. It's that's pretty, that's decent. One. Yeah. Make every day a wizard mode with the best pinball and arcade machines on the planet. That's what the promo says. Mm, love it. And uh, when in doubt, flipping out. That's all on the yeah. new promo. It, it doesn't even rhyme. It's not any good. <laughs> Are you flipping out? All right. Uh, machine showcase this week is actually the Big Buck Hunter Reloaded. So check that bad boy out. Actually, cheaper than some pinball machines. I think it's cheaper than. All pinball machines, mm-hmm. new ones, new ones. That is, so that's a lot of fun. We've got Avengers Pro and Premium in stock. TMNT Pro and Premium. I'm trying to, to surplus stuff for you guys. Stranger Things Pro, Led Zeppelin Pro. We've got premiums coming in a month. I believe. You got Hot Wheels. Hot, Hot Wheels is in stock. Wow. Yeah. MMR accessories in stock. Avengers side art armor in stock. Stranger Things side art in stock. Banners, banners. Who got them banners? Flipping out does. You can still pre-order Alien. And the interested lists for real, this isn't a ploy to sell you on shit because we don't take deposits for anything on a rumored list or an interested list. But if you are serious about wanting like the next Stern LE with us, you get, you got to get on that list because it is filling up and we're not going to be able to make any guarantees uh, as soon as numbers get a little higher. So do that. Uh, Deadpool JP premium spots are filling up. That is Jurassic park and golden T 2021. Maybe everybody's favorite arcade game is arriving in a couple weeks. Oh my gosh, Dennis, our website now has like 50 arcade products, ski ball stuff. You see that the big JP arcade stuff. Do you have, uh, I haven't looked uh, since you've done your website redesign. Do you have one of those, uh, giant, like uh, carnival wheels that goes thicky, thick, thick, thick. (laughs) Thank you. Thank, thank, thank. We don't have that. Oh. I'm sure ice because we we uh, deal for ice now. We deal for raw thrills. Valley ice Dynamo. immigrations. We got... <laughs> well, well, our children are cage free though. <laughs> I hope they're not free range. I'll have to call SRS. That's what I'm saying. Uh, free range chickens, cage free. Okay. Ah, so we got a lot of cool stuff. Your kids right around eating corn off the dirt outside. <laughs> 
pecking it. It's very Indiana of you. It is. Well, <laughs> it fits in with the Kentucky gun show. That's for damn sure. <laughs> people come by. They're like, why are you letting your kids eat out of the dirt? And you're just like, I'm raising them up to be like the mice oh. in the carny games. <laughs> or on the Cinderella movie. I love that. Uh, Gus Gus. Gus Gus. Yeah. Oh, the Gus Gus mass. Oh. Gus Gus. Gus Gus. And he has the corn in it goes because he stacks up too much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the next couple of videos you guys are going to see from us over the next month or so, you're going to see a really cool JP uh, Jurassic Park arcade unboxing, uh, Golden Tea unboxing. So if you guys want any of that stuff, it's not just pinball now. If you want the coolest pinball, if you want the coolest arcade, if you've got 50 pinball machines, you need a Raw Thrills game, right? Got to have something to spice it up. My kids and Nicole have been playing that Big Buck Hunter Reloaded more than anything they've played for the entirety of this year, pinball-wise. Hmm. You know, you could have bought them guns at the gun show and just gone and actually shot deer. Oh, my gosh. I, I told Nicole, I said, if I die in this parking lot at a Kentucky gun show during a global pandemic and a, and a cheer competition, Dennis Creasel will never let this down, that his co-host died in this situation. I can't, Nicole. So we did. We pulled. We pulled to the back of the parking lot. I, I, I would like, have. I would have enhanced the story, though. I would have been like, "You were probably there to sell your under the under the counter iPhones." Oh, yep. You can, went back tapped. to your old ways, wheeling and dealing. I thought it was a showdown. TPN last week, we had the final round pinball podcast. A couple of them episodes with myself, yours truly, and Steve Bowden. Oh, I see the juxtaposition there. Oh, you clever bastards. It took one of the most disliked people and one of the most liked people the next week. Thanks, fellas. We had just another pinball podcast, and he chatted with Ray Day. Oh, Joel over there. Uh-huh. Hmm. You may see some more some more, uh, more stuff coming from Joel in uh, regard to streaming. Stay tuned for that little tease. We got a little flipper sighting on the midweek show. Little flipper. Talking about Led Zeppelin. We had off-the-record submissions. We have Jesse J and the Goat Bomb. <laughs> the Goat oh Bomb. Oh, my gosh. I like that. <laughs> uh, you, they deemed you the greatest of all time bomb. Well, that was basically an inevitable outcome, really, given the competition. I, you I don't need your, to snort at that. I liked your argument. I'm great too. in short bursts. Absolutely I great. loved your... That's what she said. I love your arguments, too. <laughs> so so that's why I'm terming you the goat bump. Uh, know anybody that ever bumped a goat in high school? Is that an Indiana <laughs> thing, too? We Maybe didn't have goats around here. Uh, and then we talked about the new show, the Pinball Show Interviews, working title, episode mm-hmm. one with Tom Capera. Check that out. Yep. What's coming up this week on TPN? We may... I've been hearing from uh, Steve and Moppy over there that they're on the search for their second relic. Uh, I don't get it. House. They're puppets, but it's audio only. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. That's a t-shirt. They should have that. They should add that to their shirt shop. How oh. can they be puppets if we can't see them? We're working on some stuff behind the scenes. Are we Man, even I've people? I don't know. <gasps> Maybe we're puppets too. How, how do people know? Took the blue pill, didn't you? For Dennis Creasel, I'm Zach Manning. And stay tuned for a new lifestyle brand feature where you can buy a UV kit for a puzzle. And always practice safe pinball. And go to flippinoutpinball.com because we added a bunch of shit and they're the coolest toys on the planet. You're going to want them. Bye, bye, bye. Up. So long, everybody. Shillong, everybody. Shillong. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm sorry, after that ending, what can I do? <laughs> <laughs>